This is National Native News. I'm Jill Freitas sitting in for Antonia Gonzalez. Interior Secretary Deb Holland is making history as the first Native American to serve as the U.S. Cabinet Secretary. While she's beloved in Indian country, at the National Congress of American Indians winter session, some tribal leaders report they still don't see the Interior Department as an ally. Matt Laszlo has the story from Washington. In his State of Tribal Nations address on Monday, NCAI President Mark Macaro tipped his hat to President Joe Biden. Under this presidency, there are more Native Americans in the highest levels of government than ever before. From the White House to so many agencies of government. Bernadine Acheson, Council Chair of Alaska's Kenite Indian Tribe, praises Secretary Holland. It's amazing because it sets good role models like for our, our children that, you know, and grandchildren. Cheryl Andrews Maltese is chairwoman of the Wampanoag tribe of Gay Hetaquina. We're on the island of what we call Nopi, and everybody else knows as Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts. Andrews Maltese used to work for the Bureau of Indian Affairs and has high praise for Secretary Holland. Still, she says her tribe has butted heads with the Biden administration over its 30 by 30 initiative to conserve 30% of America's land and water by 2030. Waters rose, creating our island over 10,000 years ago. So all the areas right out to what they call the continental shelf break, where it actually goes down, all that was dry land. And that has all of our living patterns and our archaeological history contained submerged underneath the water. But we're trying to protect that, and it seems to um, compete with the administration's need and desire to meet their 30 by 30 slogan. Dallas Owen is a member of the Sisseton Wapaten Oyate tribe of North and South Dakota. He says his tribe is still jumping through too many federal hoops and hurdles. I know she's probably doing the best she can, but I do I expect more? Yes. Do I, but do I, am I going to be at a loss if nothing comes to, to fruition? Probably not, because I know the position she's in, and at the end of the day, unless they cut red tape, it's just, it's yeah. just what it is. Ashley Hemmers is an enrolled member of the Fort Mojave Indian Tribe. She says part of the way tribes were able to secure protections for the sacred Avikume National Monument was through bypassing Washington and working with other tribes first. We're very sovereign driven, so you know we know we wanted to protect our sacred site, and you know we can't rely on Washington, right? For National Native News, I'm Matt Laszlo in Washington. The Alaska Heritage Institute has published a book on the era of indigenous slavery in Alaska that endured more than two decades after the passage of the 13th Amendment to the federal constitution, which abolished the practice two years before Alaska became part of the United States in 1867. The book is about a Haida man named Sakwa, who embarked on a courageous quest for freedom from his Clinkett owner and the trial that ultimately ended human bondage in 1886. Sakwa explores how slavery came to exist and persist in Alaska, despite the federal act that banned it. The book was written by journalists Jeff Landfield and Paxton Wolber, along with attorney Lee Baxter. The investigative special feature first appeared on the political news site, The Alaska Landmine, and was reprinted through SHI's Box of Knowledge series. Wolber says the story of slavery in North America is incomplete without an understanding of slavery in Alaska. The book is available on the Sea Alaska Institute website. I'm Jill Freitas.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Support by the American Indian College Fund, providing millions of dollars of scholarships to Native students every year. Applications are accepted through May 31st at collegefund.org or by phone at 800-766-FUND. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.